All right. Title of my message this morning is Get It, Got It, Good. We've all heard that phrase, right? Heard a lot of times. But I went out on a limb today. And I'm not sure how this is going to work, but I gave my cell phone number out to all of you. And I have 76 texts this morning. So I'm going to come over to the board here, and I'm going to start writing down some of these words that you've given to me. And we played around with this a little bit, so you're going to be able to see it on the screen, because if you're over there, you're not going to be able to see this board. (laughs) But you can see the screen. All right? And uh, I'm going to start off, because this word has a lot of meaning for today. That song that we just sang today, Noel. Okay? Um, I'm going to give you some more. I just got one from somebody that just sent me the word love. Isn't that nice? Um, Hot chocolate. I'm going to go cocoa, okay? Somebody sent me Emmanuel. Now you're going to be challenged by my spelling today. Hopefully I can spell all these words correctly. Hopefully you're autocorrect, spelled them correctly for me. Um, Love, Emmanuel, Noel, Mary. Isn't that a nice one? Mary. Maybe Christmas. I don't even open these, okay? Peace. Giving. Everybody's giving me these Sunday school answers. Jesus, okay, yeah, okay, there's a Sunday school answer, right? Cinnamon pine cones, really? Okay, I'm not going to write that one down. Okay, somebody took the time to write it. I'll give it to you. Cinnamon pine cones, okay. Christmas tree. Oh boy. I got a story about that one today, too. They keep coming in. Light, light, salvation. Okay, I'm tired of writing. I'll read to you some more of them. Tinsel, tinsel, rejoice, Christmas, angels, baby in the manger. Okay, stop sending me texts. It keeps going to the top. Okay, Rhonda, what is Meli Kaliki Maka? Huh? I don't speak Hawaiian. Merry Christmas? All right. Sleigh bells. You know, nobody went here. We don't have any kids in here. Rudolph. Or 
Santa or reindeer or what about Mary and Joseph? The three wise guys. By the way, there's probably more than three. They think they were guys. What about shepherds? Okay. Lots of words remind us of Christmas. Angel, Noel, star, fondue, and oil burns. Some people's Christmases are a little different than mine. Love, celebrate, angels, Noel, Jesus, Jesus, the star, Jesus, Bethlehem, gift, peace, ornery, is in my favorite carol, Terry. Mm-hmm. Some other people sent me some interesting ones as well that I can't read, but has to do with the things that I like at Christmas time, like cookies. Tradition. Family. There's different ways to spell Emmanuel. <laughs> All right. My staff challenged me on that one too. Okay. All right. So there's lots of. I did this twice this week, okay? I did this with a group of guys in my office and I started writing some words down on the board because I. This is how I work the best for me when, I, when I'm coming up with a message. I write down everything that I can think of around the theme, and then we start working off of, you know, where it's taken us and where the Holy Spirit's going. And there were some guys in the office, and, you know, they started down the road of, you know, Frosty and Rudolph and all those sorts of stories that we have over at Christmas time and we got to family and traditions and Mary and Joseph and the wise men. And then I did it again with my staff on Tuesday. We collaborated together and we talked about these things. And they came up with things like the Starbucks red cup. That happens at Christmas time. Um, expectations. The in. Presence. Spelled two different ways, right? The presence that you get at Christmas and the presence of the king. There's kind of three different lists there. Hopefully we're going to see today that some of these words can lead to chaos and struggles and strife. How many times have you heard people say, oh, Christmas, I just hate it. Because it means, you know, maybe, maybe for you Christmas is, is family. But your family can either be really good or really bad. Right? It could be those people that you really don't like to have dinner with, but you do it once a year. And it's stressful. And sometimes... Cinnamon pine cones can be stressful, I guess. Your Christmas tree can be stressful. This week we went and got a Christmas tree and we bought lights for the tree and we went to put them on the tree and as we started to go around, we 
My wife said, let's turn them on just to make sure that it looks right. Yeah, half of them weren't working. So you have to go back to Walmart. Brand new lights and return them and get different ones. Of course, they're not like the ones that we got because those are already sold out. You laugh, okay? <laughs> this is serious, stressful stuff. Santa can be very stressful for a kid, right? Isn't it interesting that you think of all these words, Mary and Joseph and the wise men and the shepherds, and man, there's a lot of stress and tension in this whole story. But there are certain words that bring a different emotion. Words like Noel, Emmanuel, Jesus, salvation. Prince of Peace. These words bring about different emotion in us. And as I started writing those words on the board, it it came to me that what is Christmas really all about? We talk about all the time, right? The reason for the season. Jesus is the reason for the season. Christmas is about what? A lot of words there deal with stress. Stress in the story, strife in our lives, difficulties. But then there are some words that bring calm, peace, the real real meaning of Christmas. Does anybody know what the word Noel means? I, did a do, I had to do a little study, and I want to tell you that E-L, in the end of a word in Hebrew, stands for God. So Emmanuel is God with us. Noel means the birth of God. Come and see what God has done. Some more Hebrew names that end in E-L. Michael means God-like. Daniel, Daniel with an E-L. God is my judge. My name, Joel, means Jehovah is God. Raphael, healer of God. Gabriel, God is my strength. So when we say the word Noel, we're talking about the birth of God. Emmanuel, God with us. Baby Jesus, Prince of Peace, Joy is another one I saw. Wonder. They all bring a whole different emotion for us at this Christmas time. Do you agree with me? Yeah. So the the premise that I'm trying to get to today is get it, got it, good. Okay, we get it. We all understand that lots of words are associated with Christmas. We get that. All of these words here. But got it. Certain people got it. Certain people got it. 
And the best way that I know of how to get to that point is to go to Scripture. So I invited people to church today, and I told them two things. Bring your Bible. Bring your cell phone. And I'm going to read to you some passages of Scripture that you've all heard. You've seen these many times. I encourage you to use them again in this Christmas season. But look at them in a different way. As people who got it. They really got what Christmas is all about. This is how Jesus, the Messiah, was born. This is in Matthew chapter 1. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her fiancé, was a good man and did not want to disgrace her publicly. So he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son on you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him. And you know what that means now, right? Because of the E-L on the end, which means God is with us. When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded, took Mary as his wife. It wasn't about Joseph. It wasn't about saving face with his friends and society. It was about Jesus. Joseph got it. He had a plan. The angel came to him in a dream and said, no, 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 don't do that. Why? Well, it'd be a lot easier, a lot less stress if we just put this away public or privately. But Joseph got it. Who else got it? Matthew chapter 2, verse 10 and 11. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother, Mary. They bowed down and worshipped him. Now, you know the wise men were astrologers, and I don't encourage reading your horoscope. I don't think there's anything truthful in that. It's not a good thing for Christians to do. But God used that part of his creation, the stars, to tell the story to the wise men. And they followed that star, and it wasn't about the star. They thought it was about the star. We're going to go see what the star is going to show us, right? But what did it point them to? Jesus. And they got it. Because it says right there, they bowed down and worshipped him. It's not about the giving of their gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. That was an important part for them. But they got it. They got it because it's about Jesus. For us, it's not about giving gifts at Christmas time. It's about Jesus. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee. We're in Luke chapter 1 now, sorry. The rest of these passages will be in Luke chapter 1 and chapter 2. To a virgin named Mary, she was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel, there's another E-L word, appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. 
Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I'm a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For nothing is impossible with God. Mary's response, but I'm engaged to this guy. And he's going to be a carpenter. And we're going to have this nice little life together. And he's going to make tables and chairs. And we're going to live in Nazareth. And life is going to be good. Is that what she said? No, Mary got it. She said, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you've said about me come true. It's not about her. It's about Jesus. And then the angel left her. So Joseph got it. The wise men got it. Mary got it. A few days later, this is a great one, okay? Mary hurried to the hill country of Judea to the town where Zechariah lived. She entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. Now, you know, Elizabeth is her relative. At that sound of Mary's greeting, the baby got it. You know who the baby is? John the Baptist. At six months old, six months in the womb old, John the Baptist got it as he leapt within Elizabeth and she was filled with the Holy Spirit. Doesn't matter how old you are, you can get it. Elizabeth gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all women, your child is blessed. Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? When I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. You are blessed because you believed that the Lord would do what he said. Elizabeth got it. It's not about Mary. It's about her Lord. And this is the first one that I saw when I realized somebody got it. Because the shepherds, you know, we talk about they're out in the fields keeping watch over their flocks by night. And, you know, the angels came and they sang and they came to the, to the inn and they saw this baby... And we wonder all these things, but this really says the meaning of Christmas and that the shepherds got it because they went back to their flocks. What does it say? Glorifying and praising God. That's it. They got it. It's nothing to do with them. It has everything to do with that little baby. Remember this guy named Simeon? He was righteous and devout and was eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. The Holy Spirit was upon him and had revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. That day the Lord, the Spirit, led him to the temple. So when Mary and Joseph came to present the baby Jesus to the Lord as the law required, Simeon was there. Simeon took the child in his arms and praised God, saying, 
Sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in peace. As you have promised, I have seen your salvation. Simeon got it. It's about Jesus. He is a light to reveal God to the nations, and he is the glory of your people Israel. One more. Anna is in the temple as well. And you've got to read the whole chapter, Luke chapter 2, to get the whole story. But just she came along just as Simeon was talking with Mary and Joseph. Just like we're going to talk in the lobby after church. And she began praising God. She talked about the child to everyone who had been waiting expectantly for God to rescue Jerusalem. They got it. Joseph got it. Mary got it. The wise men, shepherds. My question for you today is, do you get it? Everything else on that list is chaos and stress and strife. But Jesus brings peace and calm and order to our world. So as you're preparing for Christmas and you have lots of thoughts going on and you've got meals to prepare and you've got trees to cut down and you've got lights to hang and snow to shovel now. By the way, thanks to the SEAL Team 6 who are here this morning shoveling snow. Appreciate that, guys. That's a real labor of love there so we could all get into church today. It's interesting... Last Sunday night, I was meeting with the empty nesters. My kids inform me I'm not an empty nester. Yet. But I had a great time with them. We had dinner together, and we were talking about their small groups. And uh, If you're not aware of that group, there are groups of people that are, no longer have children living in their home with them. Some of them still work. Some of them are retired. Some of them are semi-retired. We had a great time together, and as I left that, that meeting, Sunday night, what a lot of you think of on Sunday night? Work tomorrow, right? And I thought of work tomorrow. I got to write a message, and what am I going to talk about? And um, I don't preach that often around here, so... I don't go through a series, so I got to do topical messages. Like, I got one shot at this, and then I'm done. So, you know, I preach this Sunday, and then I'm done. Till they need me again, and then I'm on for a week, and then I'm done. And so it's a little bit different. You got to come up with something that you can start and finish in the same Sunday. And so I'm praying. I'm like, you know, Lord, just lead me somewhere where you want me to go this week, because I just really don't know what you want me to do. And I'll never forget, I'm listening to Christian radio, not the radio station you guys usually listen to. I found a new one, and I'm not working for them, but 97.7 is a really good Christian radio station. And I heard the song, the song that we sang just before I came up here, Noel. First time I'd ever heard it. And I asked the question, what is Noel? And God started to answer my prayers like, well, let's go down this path. Let's see where this word takes us. And so I began to do a little research. I got home on Sunday night and I started Googling Noel and couldn't wait to get to my office on Monday morning and start 
playing around with this word and seeing where God was going to take us, finding out it's the birth of God, come and see what God has done. Man, it just, it just really rang true with me. And then I look at our theme for this Christmas Eve service on that little red card you have. What does it say? Come and see. Come and see. I'm excited for what Pastor Paul's got to share with us around that theme. But before I could actually get to the point of writing my message, played around with it a little bit on Monday. Tuesday morning, I brought my staff together, and we collaborated, and we were writing lots of different words, some silly words, crazy words, words that made no sense, like cinnamon, pine cones. And uh, I was really excited about writing my message. And I went back into my office, and, I, and I'm starting to read through the passages that I read to you, and I'm like, oh, yeah, these people got it. They got it. Get it? Got it? Good. Yeah, it was really coming together. And then I looked at my clock on my computer and I had to go home. I had to leave the office early because we had to cut a Christmas tree. So I rush home and there's a whole litany of tradition that happens with this, okay? It's not just go home, get in the truck and go get a Christmas tree. No, we got to go to a certain spot and we got to put a trailer on. I have to go get a trailer and put the trailer on the back of the truck because we got to take dogs with us. So then I got to put kennels in the back of my truck and I got to strap them down because I've had one that almost flew out of my truck before. So I've got all this stuff. I'm rushing home. I'm thinking of my message and I'm excited about cutting a Christmas tree. And I put all this stuff together and I back the trailer up to the house and I'm like, okay, let's go. And then I hear, yeah, we're not going today. All of a sudden, all the stuff that I was doing went out the window. And I got angry. Because this is our tradition. We've got to go get the tree. We're going to do it today. And it was nobody's fault. We just couldn't make it that day. So I did what any good guy does. I went out in my garage to work on stuff. Because I was angry. I should have been in my office writing this message. I had it all figured out. And God said, no, you don't. Because <laughs> it's not about the tree. Amen? And I had to learn. God had to teach this message to me this week. Because I didn't get it. Oh, I thought I had it. I was going to tell you all this great stuff about what the real meaning of Christmas was, and then I couldn't even figure it out myself. So I spent some time in my garage, and God went in there with me as well. And I went in there to work on stuff, and God went in there to work on stuff. And my attitude changed. And I came out of there, and I walked in the house, and I said to my wife, I said, well, I really don't care if we get a tree this year, because it's not about the tree. It has to be about Jesus. The meaning of Christmas is about Jesus. It's about that little baby born in a manger that was sent to earth for you and I. 
God with us. The birth of God here on our earth. So I want to ask you that very same question today. What stands in your way of celebrating Christmas? The true meaning of Christmas. Do you get it? Some of you go, yeah, yeah, I know that. I, I got it. Of course it's about Jesus. But yet we leave here and we're stressed about the presents that we have to buy for our kids or our spouse before Christmas. And then we get worried about, are we doing it right? And fill in the blank for whatever it is that you struggle with at Christmas time, but I'm pretty sure every one of us in this sanctuary this morning understands that. And we're, we're all thinking of those things. Oh yeah, I suppose I should probably give that up. I'm here to tell you that if you don't get this, Christmas is going to be really, really difficult for you for a lot of years. Maybe you're missing a loved one at Christmas time. It's not about them. It has to be about Jesus. And if you look at all the words, go home and write words down on your notepad and just keep writing words that remind you of Christmas. And you're going to come to a few words that are going to bring a sense of peace to your life. You get it? Got it? Amen. Because God's going to say, good. Well done and faithful servant. And that's what we want to hear, right? Not that, man, the turkey was great. The pie was perfect. I got just what I wanted for Christmas. I'd just soon go buy my own gifts, okay? Get what you want. I mean, nobody knows really what you want, Don. Nobody. Only you know. You can tell her, but then it's not really... She didn't really figure it out. She didn't really get it. But that's not what it's about, folks. So whatever it is you're struggling with at Christmas time here right now, I just want you to focus on those verses that I read to you today. And I want you to walk out of here this morning saying, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. And you're probably going to text me sometime this week or in the next couple weeks because now you have my cell phone number. And you're going to say, I got it. Because... God smacked me upside the head with the lights outside that I was trying to put on the house and the ladder fell down and now I got a broken leg. And, and you're going to say, well, I got it. It's not about the lights. We all laugh, right? But it's the truth. Am I getting through to you? I took a risk today just to, just to bring this very simple truth. There's nothing theologically bold here. It's just that we got to get it. We got to get that Christmas is about the baby Jesus. It's not about the Christmas program that we're going to do here in two weeks. And there's going to be a lot of prep for that. 
a lot of time spent in teaching your kids to sing the songs, play their part. It's about Jesus. And we got to do all these things. And tradition is fun, and the Christmas tree is fun. And I was going to put a picture of the Christmas tree because we ended up getting one the next day. And it was a lot funner for me because it really didn't matter. And the tree looks great. And as I sat last night in my living room going over this message, I looked at the tree and I thought, yeah, just plain simple. There's not a present under it. Maybe that's a little more what we're trying to get here today. It's really about Jesus. I want you to get that today. And I want you to walk out of here today saying, yep, I got it. And I hope God doesn't beat me over the head with it too bad. But he might just gently nudge you when you're feeling stressed this Christmas season. He might just gently nudge you and say, you got it? What's it really about? It's not about a Christmas letter. Let's pray. Lord, thanks for showing me this week what really Christmas is about. Thank you for the opportunity to just read from your word about the examples of people who could say it's about them or they're a huge part of the story, but they realized it really wasn't about them but it's about your son, Jesus. Help us this Christmas season to not marginalize our Christmas, not make it something more or less than what it really is, but help us to really focus on your son. And when the other things of life come in and we're stressed and we're hurried and we got to get things done, and, and as we do it, Lord, just remind us that we can get it. Just bring us back to Noel, Emmanuel, and Prince of Peace, and what Christmas is really all about. Be with us today as we leave this place, as we drive home, keep everyone safe. Thank you for protecting everyone as they got here today. In Jesus' name we pray.